Good morning. morning. A very warm welcome to you to our service of worship on this second Sunday in Advent. Our call to worship comes from uh, the letter to the Hebrews, uh, the first three verses of chapter one. In the past, God spoke to our ancestors through the prophets at many times and in various ways. But in these last days, he has spoken to us by his son, whom he appointed heir of all things and through whom also he made the universe. The sun is the radiance of God's glory and the exact representation of his being, sustaining all things by his powerful word. After he had provided purification for sins, he sat down at the right hand of the majesty in heaven. So he became as much superior to the angels as the name he has inherited is superior to theirs. And so let's Worship God as we sing our first hymn, Tell Out My Soul, Mission Praise number 631. Let's pray together. Almighty God, our Heavenly Father, you are worthy of all our praise and thanks for your great love and goodness to us. For you have given us everything we need through your Son, who came to be our Saviour. As we remember how you announced to Mary through the angel Gabriel the coming of Jesus with your words of peace and blessing. Help us this day to know your peace in our hearts. If we are upset or anxious or feeling burdened or afraid, help us to leave our concerns with you, knowing that you care for us. In your loving presence, help us to know how much you love us and how much you have already given us through Jesus, who came to save us from our sins and to bring us life and hope. Forgive us for all that we have said or done or thought 
which has got in the way of our love for you and our love for others. Cleanse us and renew us by your most Holy Spirit, that we might know the freedom and joy of your love in our hearts and share that love with the world around us. Through Jesus Christ, our Lord, who taught us to pray, saying, Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread and forgive us our debts as we forgive our debtors and lead us not into temptation but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom and the power and the glory forever. Amen. Well, we're going to um, continue in the Christmas story today and uh, light our second candle shortly. Um, now, I'd like us to think about people that we trust. So um, this is a wee bit of where you can participate a little bit. So first of all, um, who do you trust to, if you're not feeling well, who do you trust to uh, help you feel better? Any suggestions? Um, doctors, yes. Um, maybe anyone else? Hospitals. Nurses, hospitals, those people. Um, I'm sure they're husbands, yes, or wife, I'm sure, or um, family, friends, I'm sure sometimes help as well. So, um, okay, so what about if you get lost? Who, who, who can you trust to help you get to the right place? Google, yes. Used to say policeman, but now you say Google, don't you? So uh, uh, that's uh, usually the case, 99% times. Um, okay, what about, um, you know, if, uh, let's see, if you smelt a fire somewhere, who would you trust to help you put the fire out? Firemen, that's an easy one. We still trust the firemen to do that, that job. Um, so this is a more difficult one. Now, you don't need to respond to this one. Just think about it. Who do you trust to keep their promises? Okay, just have a think about that. Well, we're going to be thinking about the fact that God can be trusted to keep his promises. And our story today is all about how God um, promised something to Mary um, and how he fulfilled that promise. So um, that's our story today. So you can listen out as, as I uh, tell the story and listen for the promise that God gives to Mary. So we've got a few pictures as well. So God sent the angel Gabriel to Nazareth, a town in Galilee, to a young unmarried woman named Mary. And Gabriel had a very special message for Mary. He said to her, God has chosen you to have a baby boy who is God's son sent from heaven as God has promised. You will give him the name Jesus. Well, at first, Mary was a little startled. Uh, she was also a little puzzled, so she asked the angel Gabriel how this would happen. He replied, God's Holy Spirit will make this happen, and God has also made it, pos as God has also made it possible for your old relative Elizabeth to have a child. Well, Mary trusted what God told her through the angel Gabriel. Um, so she said, I am God's servant. May it happen just as you have told me. So that's an amazing uh, promise uh, which was fulfilled in the coming of Jesus, which was what we celebrate um, at this time of year in particular. But Mary trusted what God sent to her because she knew that God always keeps his promises and that's uh, something that we can hold on to as well and so it's good to to know his promises to read God's word but also to uh, apply these to our lives as well and so today we we light the second candle of advent the advent crown and this is the candle of peace we light we um, light this candle to remember Jesus was born as the prince of peace and may God, uh, we receive God's peace as we listen to Jesus' words from John's Gospel, where he said, Peace I leave with you, my peace I give you. I do not give to you as the world gives. Do not let your hearts be troubled, and do not be afraid. 
And so that's a, a wonderful message of peace, uh, that uh, Jesus is our peace as we celebrate Advent season. So we're just going to pray and then sing our next hymn. Let's, let's pray together. Dear God, as we prepare to celebrate Jesus' birth, help us to know your peace in our lives. Bring your peace to our families, our communities, and to the countries of our world, for Jesus is our peace. Amen. We're going to sing again. Um, we're going to sing this time uh, like a candle flame, and it's mission praise number 420. to come to our prayers for others now and as we as we pray there may be people that you have on your hearts and you can pray for uh, for those people um, as we come to our prayers as well so let's uh, let's come before God and bring others to him gracious heavenly father our glorious everlasting God in this season of advent we thank you for the wonder of your love in coming all the way from heaven to be God with us through Jesus, your son. We thank you that you have entered into our humanity to save us completely from the darkness of sin and death and the power of the evil one. We give you our praise that because of Jesus, we have a message of hope for the whole world. Help us, like Mary, to respond in faith to your word to us this day and to know the hope and presence of your Holy Spirit. Sovereign Lord, as we bring before you the needs of our world and the needs of those on our hearts, we thank you that you invite us to join with you in the transforming work of your kingdom, to bring new life, hope and peace to people, families, communities and nations. So Lord, we pray for our King and all those in authority that in the fulfilling of their duties, they may be guided by your Spirit and upheld by your grace. We pray for our community, our country, and the nations of the world, that following the ways of truth and justice, they may be free from bitterness and strife, and by the power of your love, live in peace. 
We pray for those affected by the continuing war in Ukraine, for a just resolution of the conflict and the restoration of homes and lives. Lord, we bring before you in the silence those on our hearts. Bless with your comfort all who are in trouble or pain. Heal those who are sick. Support those who are dying. Console those who mourn. We remember the work of our local food banks, warm hubs and shelters. Supply the wants of those who are in need through the challenges of this time. Bless too our homes that love and joy may dwell there and keep those who are absent from us within the protection of your love. We give thanks for those who have died in the faith, especially those known to us, who have entered into the joy and peace of your nearer presence. Grant that we may follow their example and come to share with them the glory of everlasting life. Through Jesus Christ our Lord, who with you, dear Father, and the Holy Spirit is worshipped and glorified forever. Amen. We continue our worship with our next hymn, You're the Word of God the Father, Mission Praise number 1141. Our first reading this morning is from the Old Testament, from the book of Isaiah, chapter 11, and we're reading the first 10 verses. Isaiah, chapter 11. 
A shoot will come up from the stump of Jesse. From its roots a branch will bear fruit. The spirit of the Lord will restore, will rest on him. The spirit of wisdom and of understanding. The spirit of counsel and of might. The spirit of the knowledge and the fear of the Lord. And he will delight in the fear of the Lord. He will not judge by what he sees with his eyes or decide by what he hears with his ears. But with righteousness he will judge the needy. With justice he will give decisions for the poor of the earth. He will strike the earth with a rod of his mouth. With the breath of his lips he will slay the wicked. Righteousness will be his belt and faithfulness the sash round his waist. The wolf will live with the lamb. The leopard will lie down with the goat, the calf and the lion and the yearling together, and a little child will lead them. The cow will feed with the bear, their young will lie down together, and the lion will eat straw like the ox. The infant will play near the cobra's den, and the young child will put his hand into the viper's nest. They will neither harm nor destroy on all my holy mountain, for the earth will be filled with the knowledge of the Lord as the waters cover the sea. In that day the root of Jesse will stand as a banner for the peoples. The nation will rally to him and, the rest, and his resting place will be glorious. Our second reading is from the New Testament, from the book of Romans, chapter 15, reading verses 4 to 13. Romans 15 at verse 4. For everything that was written in the past was written to teach us, so that through the endurance taught by in the scriptures and the encouragement they provide, we might have hope. May the Lord, who gives endurance and encouragement, give you the same attitude of mind towards each other that Christ Jesus had, so that with one mind and one voice you may glorify the, may glorify the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ. Accept one another then, just as Christ accepted you, in order to bring praise to God. For I tell you that Christ has become a servant of the Jews on behalf of God's truth, so that the promises made to the patriarchs might be confirmed, and moreover, that the Gentiles might glorify God for his mercy. As it is written, therefore I will praise you among the Gentiles, I will sing the praises of your name. And again it says, Rejoice, you Gentiles, with his people. And again, praise the Lord, all you Gentiles, let all the peoples extol him. And again, Isaiah says, The root of Jesse will spring up, one who will arise to rule over the nations. In him the Gentiles will hope. May the God of hope fill you with all joy and peace as you trust in him, so that you may overflow with hope by the power of the Holy Spirit. Amen. So let's praise God together. We're going to sing uh, Mission Praise number 493, O Come, O Come, Emmanuel.
Let's pray together. Loving Lord, we thank you for your promises to us and we thank you for your word and that you have something to say to us today to encourage us in our faith, to challenge us, to walk in trust with you. And so we ask that by your Holy Spirit that you would open our hearts and our minds to your voice. Lord, we ask that uh, you would speak to us in all our needs, that we may live for you. And we ask it in Jesus' name. Amen. Well, Advent and Christmas time, are, this is a season when life can be filled with lots of activities. Uh, putting up decorations, buying presents, sent, writing and sending cards um, or emails, uh, arranging to see friends and family, uh, and lots of other things in between. But as we reflect today on the meaning behind the season, let's ask ourselves this question. What is it that fills our lives? It might be activity. We might like to keep ourselves busy. It might be family that we like to see. I'm sure we'll all have different answers to that question of what fills our lives. Our answer might even be, my life isn't very full at the moment. There might be an awareness of something missing. As we think about this, let's hear again the Bible verse that came at the end of our second reading in Romans chapter 15, verse 13. May the God of hope fill you with all joy and peace as you trust in him so that you may overflow with hope by the power of the Holy Spirit. Being filled with joy and peace is something that I'm sure we'd all want to have and to take into the days ahead. But we're not only talking about being filled with God's joy and peace. We're talking about being filled to overflowing. Paul's prayer and blessing for the Christians in Rome, which we can apply to ourselves today, is that we might be filled to overflowing with hope in our lives by the power of God's Holy Spirit. And that's quite a prayer and quite uh, an amazing promise that we can receive by faith. Because it says you receive it as you place, uh, as you put your trust in him. As you trust in God, he gives you his hope. But let's think for a minute about what it means to be filled in our lives. Well, I'm sure we've all heard the expressions describing someone as being either a glass half full person or a glass half empty person. And a glass half full sort of person is someone that describes themselves or we describe as an optimist. Life might be a bit empty. Things are not the best they could be, but nevertheless they prefer to look at things from the perspective of what they do have rather than what they don't. And so they're a glass half full person. A glass half empty sort of person, on the other hand, looks at what is missing, that's their focus. They tend to concentrate on the negative side of the situation and perhaps miss what they do have already. So we call them a glass half empty person. Now being optimistic is generally a good thing. It's especially helpful for us to remember to give thanks to God for the good things that we have in our lives. However, it's also important for us to be able to recognize our needs because when there is some area of lack or emptiness, it's not about trying to gloss over things or just to try and see all the positive 
side of things at, the, at, time, at all times because we sometimes discover that there are things we need to address where there is something missing. It might be that when we think about what fills us, we realize that we're filled with cares or worry or anxiety rather than being filled with peace or joy. We find that the concerns of life are the focus of our attention. However, the good news is that God, our Heavenly Father, invites us to bring our needs, our concerns, and even our emptiness to him because he cares for us. God's word tells us that he cares for us and he cares what's going on in our hearts and minds, the very details of our lives. He wants to fill us instead with his hope and his joy and peace. He wants to fill us with his Holy Spirit. And not just a little bit, but so full that we will overflow. And let's look then at the hope our Lord Jesus brings as we reflect on his coming to be our saviour. As we look at these opening verses of Isaiah chapter 11. Well, this is one of the passages in the Old Testament which prophesies about the coming of the Lord Jesus. And the words are filled with hope. In the very first verse, we have this picture of hope because there's a great stump of a tree which we might think would be finished with no more life in it. But we're told that there's a new shoot growing which has life and hope. It says a shoot will come up from the stump of Jesse. From his roots a branch will bear fruit. Now the the stump of Jesse um, refers here to the house of King David of Israel, who was the son of Jesse. In 2 Samuel chapter 7, it records that God promised to King David that one day he would raise up one of his descendants through whom he would establish his kingdom forever. The stump of Jesse was the remnant of God's people in exile at that time in Babylon. After disobeying God's commands again and again, they found themselves in a very sorry position. Many wondered if there would be any way back from the pre- for, to the previous times of God's blessing in their lives. Things seemed very bleak. But these words in Isaiah look forward in hope, not only to the return of the people to Jerusalem and Judea, but to the coming of Jesus as the fulfillment of God's promise to bring new life once more, to bring a savior, God's promise to bring a savior to save his people. What's more, this coming savior would be filled with the spirit of the Lord, the spirit of wisdom, of understanding, counsel and might. You'd have the spirit of knowledge and the fear of the Lord. And this is the same Holy Spirit that Jesus later promised to us as his followers. When he was returning to heaven, he told his disciples that the counselor, the Holy Spirit, would come not only to be with them, but to be in them, to give wisdom and understanding and to enable them and to enable us today to know God for ourselves in a very real way as our Heavenly Father. Now the knowledge of the Lord it speaks about isn't just an academic knowledge about God, it's not just knowing about him, it's a knowledge of God through a relationship with him, it's through, it comes through our prayers, and walking daily with him, reading his word, finding out more about him, and putting that into practice. It's a knowledge found through experience of trusting in his promises, trusting in him, walking with his spirit. And that's the hope that Jesus gives to us, that we may also know God, not just through the words in a book, but in the depths of our hearts, 
by the same Spirit of the Lord. Now, these opening verses of chapter 11 in Isaiah show us also that God can bring new life where there has been apparently no hope. And we might know of stories of people whose lives have been transformed by God where there have been apparently hopeless situations. And that's because God can turn the dead stumps in our lives into places where new shoots can grow by the power of his spirit. Because Jesus came to give us life and hope in fullness. We can also receive the wisdom that we need to live knowing that God is with us and for us through Jesus. What do we see in the next few verses? In verses three to five, it says, he will not judge by what he sees with his eyes or decide by what he hears with his ears, but with righteousness, he'll judge the needy. With justice, he will give decisions for the poor of the earth. He will strike the earth with the rod of his mouth. With the breath of his lips, he will slay the wicked. Righteousness will be his belt and faithfulness, the sash round his waist. What it's saying is our Lord Jesus didn't look at people in a worldly way. He didn't look at people just from the outside. He saw beneath the surface. Where others saw a leper, he saw a precious child of God who needed to receive God's touch. When others dismissed people as undesirable sinners, he saw the person beneath in need of God's love and God's forgiveness. When those around saw a dangerous madman, Jesus saw a man who needed freed from the power of the devil. Jesus did not judge by what he saw or heard. He saw beneath the surface and brought God's grace to bring healing and forgiveness and deliverance. How much do we also need God's spirit to give us the grace and compassion to see others as he sees them and to live by the truth of God's word in an age of shifting values, opinions, and reasonings. The good news is that we can receive and be filled with God's spirit, the spirit of love and truth, who helps us to live righteously and bring hope to others who are in need, just as Jesus always does. But it's not just about that. There's also the last few verses, verses six to nine, extend this hope of Jesus to the whole of the universe, the whole of the world. They give a description of various kinds of creatures that can't normally live together without harming each other. I'm sure if you've watched any of these wildlife programs, they don't usually um, live together as they're described here, but here they are in harmony and peace. And in verse nine, we find the secret of why this should be. We're told that the earth will be filled with the knowledge of the Lord. And let's remember that that's not just a knowledge of the Lord in our heads. It's described in the Bible um, as something more than an academic knowledge. In the Hebrew, um, the original language, it's the concept, is the kind of knowledge that always means knowledge that's experienced. You know how when you can learn something, you read a book, but it's not until you actually try and do it you really learn. So this is knowledge experienced in a relationship with God. Now, however we interpret these images of a wolf living with a lamb and an infant playing near the cobra's den, what we can say that is that it anticipates a time when our Lord will make all things new. When our Lord Jesus Christ comes again in glory, we have the promise that creation will be renewed, that where there has been disharmony and discord between people in the world and indeed the cosmos, God 
has a plan and a purpose to restore and to renew all things. And so when we look at uh, today at our world, we see so much that is broken and damaged and how many people and places are suffering and in need. We can have hope that God through his son Jesus has come to save and to restore and to bring reconciliation. And he calls us to be part of that, to be people who will reconcile others, help to look after his world, help to transform. In his first coming, Jesus made a way for us to begin again, to be forgiven our sins, to be born again by his spirit into God's family, to become dearly loved children. That means we can also be filled with the same spirit that rested on our Lord Jesus at his baptism, that empowered him to go around doing good and healing those who are under the power of the devil and by whom he was raised to life again after dying for our sins on the cross of Calvary. This same Holy Spirit who the Apostle Paul encourages us to, uh, to be filled with and keep on being filled with. It says that in Ephesians 5.18. This is the same spirit that uh, we can know in our experience. In Isaiah chapter 11, in the last verse we read, in verse 10, it says that Jesus, the root of Jesse, is like a banner for all the peoples of the world to gather. He's a rallying point for the nations. He is the hope of the nations. Because of the hope and life and renewal he brings, it says his resting place will be glorious. That's because he is the one in whom we can know peace and joy and real rest in God. And that spirit that brings unity to all people. And this is the amazing hope that we may know and live by. The hope of Jesus, our Savior and Lord. And he wants us to be people filled with hope by his spirit. So let's go back to that question again. What is it that fills our lives? Well, whatever it is, God offers us his spirit, the spirit of hope and joy and peace to fill us so that we might overflow with hope in him. And so I'd like to end again with Paul's words of blessing in Romans chapter 15, verse 13. And then I'd also like to read Paul's prayer in Ephesians chapter 3, verses 14 to 20 in which he prays for Jesus' followers at that time in the city of Ephesus. And he prayed for them to be filled with the knowledge of the Lord and of his love for them. So as I read these words of blessing and prayer, I'd encourage you to receive from God a fresh filling of his spirit so that we all may be filled to overflowing with his hope and his peace and his joy and to share that good news with others. And so if you'd like to, you might simply say in your hearts as I read these words, yes, Lord, yes, God, I receive your spirit to me, to fill me. Yes, God, I receive your spirit to fill me. So let's, receive these words of blessing and prayer. May the God of hope fill you with all joy and peace as you trust in him so that you may overflow with hope by the power of the Holy Spirit. For this reason I kneel before the Father from whom every family in heaven and on earth derives its name. I pray that out of his glorious riches he may strengthen you with power through his spirit in your inner being 
so that Christ may dwell in your hearts through faith. And I pray that you, being rooted and established in love, may have power together with all the Lord's holy people to grasp how wide and long and high and deep is the love of Christ and to know this love that surpasses knowledge, that you may be filled to the measure of all the fullness of God. Now to him who is able to do immeasurably more than all we ask or imagine according to his power that is at work within us, to him be the glory in the church and in Christ Jesus throughout all generations forever and ever. Amen. Let's continue with a prayer. Let's pray. Lord God, we thank you that uh, you um, love us so much that you sent your son Jesus into the world to be our saviour. We thank you that uh, you continue to love us and that you have given us your Holy Spirit to help us, to lead us in our lives and to bring your joy and peace. So Lord, we ask that you would help us to remain in your love as we go later from this place that we may know your presence with us. And we thank you for all that you have given to us in our lives. We thank you for that greatest gift of your son Jesus to be our saviour so that we can be forgiven our sins and know life everlasting by your spirit. And so today we ask that you would receive our gifts and offerings with grateful thanks as we dedicate ourselves once more as your family to share your love through Jesus Christ our Lord. Amen. We're going to sing our closing hymn now. In Christ alone my hope is found. Mission praise number 1072. Oh. 
now may the God of hope fill you with all joy and peace as you trust in him, so that you may overflow with hope by the power of the Holy Spirit and the blessing of God Almighty, the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit be with you and remain with you this day and always. Amen.